everyone. This is Karen with the King and Two Queens. Welcome to our discussion this evening. It's a little different than what we've been doing. Uh, and we'll tell you why in a little bit. But first off, we're going to do a recap of what we've done so far, uh, hosting the various topics that we have done. And we want to just speak on each of them and encourage you, if you have not listened to them, to go to our YouTube channel, go to Spotify or Anchor, and check out our uh, podcast. Okay, so uh, the very first one that I hosted was entitled, Are Today's Self-Appointed Queens Right, Wrong, or Is It a Passing Trend? And so we were taking a look at how the title or the grandiose title of queen is no, it no longer carries its potency. Um, the emphasis was on how we have a tendency in our society to maximize things that should, uh, uh, to minimize rather things that should be respected and exalted. And, to, and we maximize or exalt the things that should be kept minimal. And as a result, our world is full of trivial forms of entertainment and, and praise or exaltation. So that was our focus on that one, um, which uh, really touched me because we throw that around. And a matter of fact, our podcast is The King and Two Queens. So we're calling ourselves Queens uh and yet we are not official queens if you will like of england uh but we we give ourselves that title you know we feel privileged to do that why do you think that's so i think that i think that when you're broken i think that you look to sometimes give yourself this big temporary fix um, so, so instead, what it should be, I'm a queen in training. Mm. Because if you, because if you call yourself a queen or even a king, that's a that's a big title. And so when you say that, you got to live up to that. So, which is why we say, hey, which is why we pose the question: Is this a passing trend, or is it is is it what it is? Because the fact of the matter is, is that eh, not looking so much like queens. <laughs> I agree. A lot of women call themselves queen, and I see what they're doing. It's like, wow, you really don't deserve that title. And not so long ago, we were calling ourselves divas. I don't hear that anymore. That was more <laughs> like a cantankerous woman, but she was pretty, you know. So she's a, uh, like, what? Like, we don't think about it. Sound good, let's use it, you know, <laughs> kind of attitude. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I um I agree with David. I think that um my question um with this topic was okay, if you're a queen, where's your king? You know, because real talk, you can't really be a queen without having a king. True. And what if you're you not know, really a queen as far as character and now you have a king just cuz you're married? What are y'all? Exactly. <laughs> really? And the thing and the thing about it is, is that, you know, guys can be kings without having queens. Queens cannot be queens without having a king. There is a difference. And let me qualify this by saying, you know, we teach our babies, you know, our male children, 
you know, to strive to a higher goal. You know, whatever the goal is that they want to make, we encourage them and we, you know, we even feed positivity into them saying, you know, um, you know, you're, if I am the queen, which I've said this to my children when they were little, I said, if I'm the queen, that means that you're the prince or the princess. You need to, you know, go to a higher level. And then I said in dating, you know, they have to come up to you. You don't dare go down to them. You know, hence the song, I don't want no scrubs or, you know, any any negative song that talks about the wrong type of guy or the wrong type of girl. Mm, good. You said training. And that brings me to my next uh, topic that I discuss um, as far as roles are concerned. Uh, the title for that podcast was Should Gender Roles Be Etched in Stone? It was a question. Um, and we focused on whether gender roles are innate. Is it just in us? And we focused on why do some people feel the need to adopt certain characteristics along with performing certain functions like motherhood. Do you, if a guy is performing motherhood uh, tasks, does he begin to act feminine or something? Like, why does he have the need to do that? Or hairdresser, doing hair, that's been known as something that only women do. Do you have to begin to, yeah, girl, like women talk in the hair salon. Do you feel do you feel the need to adopt, you know, a different character because of the role that you have? And lastly, we spoke about what do you do when your child or a child comes to you and they want to look like the opposite sex? Like, how do you handle that? Your baby comes and says, I like boy clothes and she's a girl. And I feel like a boy or a boy says, I want to wear dresses like mommy, you know, like, what do you do? We spoke about the church's stance on it. That they're not favorable, uh, is not favoring that teaching because of the Bible. Uh, and also there's some people who don't agree that don't believe in the Bible. Uh, they don't, they believe that roles are etched in stone. Boys should be boys and girls should be girls. Um, but that's important in our society because we are all inclusive now to not offend people. But what about people who disagree? You know, we spoke on that. Yeah, I'm going I'm to hit this one and quit it real quick because it this, is one is not, this one is not my favorite. Um, but I will, I will, it's not my favorite yet. <laughs> what I will say, say is my saying is, is that um, I will never encroach on your glory of, in being a woman, and I don't want you to encroach on my glory in being a man. All right. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Um, mine is probably going to be a little bit longer than that. Okay, um, not too long though, girl. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, the short version is that I agree, you know, boys should be boys, girls should be girls. Um within the context of personality, if you will, and upbringing. Now, the difference is roles. Now, I think I think corporate or I think, you know, jobs. There are women who are construction workers. There are men that are nurses. You know, there are women that, um, you know, are train conductors. There are men that are hairdressers. Um, 
that just because you're performing a role that may have traditionally been um, a woman's job or a man's job, that does not make you, you know, trying to step out of who you are as a male or a female. Um, at the end of the day, um, I don't think they are etched in stone. And I'm just saying in terms of professions. Mm. And I'll leave it there. Okay, that's very good. I can't imagine a female construction worker saying, Ooh, my nail. I just broke it. <laughs> like that. You, know, you just can't have nails on that kind of job. But that doesn't mean she don't want to get her nails done another time and put on a dress and go out to dinner with a guy. Mm-hmm. With, uh, you know, a male nurse, you know, that surprised me when I first discovered it in the hospital. But they were not acting feminine when they were taking my blood or anything else they were doing. They were just a man who was called a nurse. You know, mm-hmm. and traditionally women have been nursed because it's connected with caring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, yeah, that, those are some great points. Great points. I love them, love them. I appreciate the, um, I won't just say anatomy, but all the other qualities of a man. And um, I like being a woman and all the qualities that go with a woman or characteristics so uh, others feel differently uh, about that but finally um, the last uh, topic I hosted was entitled toxic relation toxic relationships what's love got to do with it like Tina Turner said <laughs> when you're in toxic relationship is that love whoa Uh, We addressed why people stay in toxic relationships. um, And we focused on how you should take steps to get out of this kind of abuse. Um, And there's different levels of toxicity. There's some emotional and mental. um, But should you stay because you're in love or you simply don't want to be alone? there's also fact that people um, don't want to be without status quo. Like they like being say, saying, I'm married, even though it's a terrible, terrible marriage. But you like the status quo. It shows security. It shows um, stability from the outside looking in. But is it worth brainwashing or uh, abusive brainwashing treatment? I would think not. Definitely not. Definitely not. You know, the, the, the thing with, with everything that you just said is really comes down to self-hate. Um, and that's a strong term. It's a, it's a strong phrase. I mean, it's a strong phrase. But um, if it's toxic, it's not love. But this love, love, love I, I totally agree with you, David. Um, love, it, love isn't toxic and, and you know one of the problems in this society is, is that we we use that word love um when it's really infatuation mm-hmm. it's really infatuation because love love is deeper than feelings love has discipline to it discipline is a nasty word today. Nasty. discipline is a beautiful thing and everybody wants the results of discipline yeah nobody wants discipline and that's not love that's not love it's so 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 toxic is hateful Mm. That's what it is. And, 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 and until we and until we stop being real with ourselves, we're never gonna be free. Absolutely. There are some women who are high power in their business and in, in, in the business world. In a relationship with a man, they are just noodles. 
doodles. Big Wig got the backbone. He he give her an eye and she just Yes, sir, Master Sir. We might as well say that. But she's scared to talk around him, look at him, like what what answer should I give? But or, or, or she's on the other extreme and it's constant mouth, 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 mouth. They're both toxic. Yeah, I was gonna They're say both. both in that case. I don't know. Some well, I don't know. It, it's it's okay. so that's where my podcast came in. Are you done? Are you are you gonna can I can we, <laughs> Well Sherry, did we you know? Sherry, you have any Oh I'm sorry, go ahead, Sherry. You see? Um, I agree um, with David I think that um, it all stems with self-esteem because if you don't like what you see when you look in the mirror and I say this a lot um, only you have the power to change it but how can you do that and put on your suit corporate America you look and you know all the way boss and then in another whole realm, you have no self-esteem. Because that's where your strength is. And a lot of people don't visit where they're weak at. And that's what kills them. That's what yeah. kills their greatness. Yeah. You have to visit where you're weak at. You got you, you got to visit it. You got to look at it. You got to be honest with it. You're never going to get in trouble because you're pretty. You're never going to trouble because you, you you have a six pack or you have a really really nice body you will get in trouble because your personality sucks or because you have humility and I would go even deeper because what you allow to happen and I'm talking in terms of respect or disrespect um, if you allow somebody or anybody it doesn't have to be a significant other it could be anybody if you allow people to disrespect you and you just kind of like oh well you know they're having a bad day making excuses it's like no 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 nobody deserves to be respected I mean disrespected Mm -hmm. yeah nobody deserves that and until you take deep inventory and say Mm -hmm. listen I have allowed this 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 and this and if I'm going to move any further along in life and have more successes, what have you, I have to change. So that means that you have to address what you're weak in. You also have to address what you like and what you don't like. You know, you have to find your voice. And at the end of the day, that's what matters. You have to have a voice. You have to realize that you have a voice and you have to exercise your voice. You can say it sweetly and say, well, I'm sorry, babe, I don't like it, you know. And if you get a really negative response, if they cuss you out or if they put their hands on you or, you know, if they insult you, then you need to do inventory and say, is it really worth me staying and continuing to be beaten down? Or do I love myself enough to say, you know what, I don't need this, I don't need you I'm out. It's it's challenging, especially when it's physical. We even saw on the clip with Tina Turner, she tried to leave, take her kids. He went and got her and put her back in the car. I mean, that was part of the movie, but he took her. He said, where are you trying to go? Get up in this car. They pushed her in the car and the kids because she was trying to get out of that. But he followed her. So you got to have a keen map of plan. You got to have some support. 
uh, some instances of toxicity is really hard to get out of for the female because um, mm -hmm. she's frail. She can be beat, you know, you know. So, anywho, all right, I'm done with my three. Uh, all right, David, what you got? Okay, so so I'm loving this conversation. So I was going to do this one last, but I'm going to do it first because I think it flows into it. So okay. one of my parts was the power of healing. Now, you know, and we, you know, we got this thing today where we, where you know, everybody's like mental health, and, and that's great. The only thing I don't like is is that we always we can't keep waiting for the media to tell us what to do. Exactly, healing, healing and mental illness is not a new issue. And let me say, if you don't get serious about your healing, there goes your money, there goes your sex life, there goes everything because everything is connected to healing. Everything is connected to healing. You can't make money in a bad relationship. You know why? Because all of your energy is going to the, it's going out to, to putting out fires. You never have, you don't have time to think. You need time to think. You need time to get healed. There's a time and place for everything. There's a time for Karen. Oh my God, I know you're going through and, you know, and then there's a time to be like, hey, snap out of it. That's love too. I got that from Karen. Don't don't get on me. Get, I got that from Karen. <laughs> There's a time for that. There's a time for that. You know what I mean? And and I'm and I'm saying that because because literally people are putting their feelings before their freedom. Mm, that's true. Media helps that. And you know, media. Oh, does it ever? Media has become the uh, virtual bible, if you will. People go steadily. Like and yeah. Ooh, they, they will do that longer hours than they would something else that's more Any, yeah anything that's substantial right it's tv it's phone it's just it's just and it's whatever makes you feel and it's like look and until you block that stuff out until you give yourself some serious time to 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 tackle these giants of yours you're not gonna get what you want mm, giants you somebody got yeah yeah Mm -hmm. quick, quick plug, kill your giants. That's my first book. Kill your giants. Kill your giants. Um, um, so so the, the, the power of healing basically is what I'm saying is that it affects everything. And if you're serious about it, your life will blossom into something beautiful that you won't even recognize until you do it. Mm -hmm. Hey, hey, mm -hmm. awesome, awesome. Okay, there was a couple of more that you hosted, David. Yes, yes. Okay, so another one was... Um... Wait, I want to say something real quick. Oh, yes, go ahead. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, you cannot, it's absolutely impossible for you to walk around in life broken, completely broken. There has got to be a time when you get sick and tired of being sick and tired and yep. want to change. If the change has to be in you because you can't control anybody else but you. So the change has to begin with you. When you finally just say, you know what? I'm good. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. Bam. Bam. Right. Hold mindset change. Bam. Yeah. When you get sick and tired of being sick and tired, then you'll change. Mm -hmm. yes, yes. Yes. Good stuff. Good so, stuff. yep. Another one was uh, just... Tell me what you want. Now, this this rings massively personal to me because I'm 50 and um, I've had several dates in the last 10 years. Um, and, and, and on some of those dates, it was like, this is it. You and I have a nice connection. Um, and they were afraid. 
And I'm like, honey, if not now, then when? Hello. Why did you take my number? Why did you give me your number? I've gotten people's number and all they want to do is text. What do you want? Just tell me what, what you want. You want. Tell me what you want, huh? When you know what you want, the world opens up with clarity. But if you're, uh, well, you know, uh, something, you're not gonna get it. Watch, watch Shark Tank, right? I've seen people lose million dollar deals because they came on there and they said they wanted 20% for a hundred thousand dollars of the business or, or vice versa. And then when they were given 20%, it was like, uh, can you do 25? And it was like, are you being greedy? And it was, and it was, and it was all this stuff. And they, and all four of them were like, I'm out. You lost your chance to be a millionaire because you didn't know what you wanted. People don't like to let their yes be yes. No be no. That keeps it yeah. straight, simple. Anything else in between is confusing. You're confused and you're confused. Yeah, really, right. Exactly. Let and you don't, and when you like that, you don't get what you want. Yeah. Mm. Let me piggyback on that because the number one problem with not telling people what you want is indecisiveness. So my question is, what are you looking at? What are you afraid of? You know, you're not dating a mass murderer. You know, you know, I mean, understand. are you indecisive? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so you have to just, you know, sit down and say, okay, well, why am I afraid? Are you afraid mm. because you want to project your issues onto somebody who's nice because of the last person that hurt you? Or is it that you just, you're just caught between a rock and a hard place and you don't know which way to turn? Neither is good. Neither is good. People don't like to make decisions. They think they're going to lose out by making a choice. I think that you Why are you going out by not making the choice. Yeah. yeah. They think yeah. Okay, because we have so many choices in our world today, it's hard to make a choice. Like, yes. something. do this, do that. Right, right. I, and, know. I want to try this a little bit and I want to try because they think they can keep everything inclusive and try all see of it. See what that stands for? No. See what that stands for right there? See what that stands for? You know what that Loser. stands for? Loser. That's what it stands for. When you think like that, <laughs> you get you, you live on Loserville. Don't live on Loserville. Okay? Make it because even when you don't make a decision, that's a decision. There are some people that I'm like, if you call me, I'm not going to answer because I think you're lame. I think you're lame because you're all over the place and you're not going to bring that into my life. How about you invite that in your world if you allow it? Yes. And you know, I mean, it's yes, really simple. It's really simple. We are not children. So we're not doing any, any, money mo. No. We're not, doing, we're not doing that little, you know, remember the paper things when you did that? And, you know, do you like me? Yes, no. I mean, come on. We're adults. Right. Thank you. Thank you. If not now, when? Which is a beautiful segue now into the third podcast. Okay, okay. Let's, let's be friends. Let's, okay? Yes. If, we don't, if we don't know what, if we don't know what we're doing and why, and if that's too much pressure... Then let's just be friends. Okay. Because that that takes the pressure off of 
do I like him? Do I like you? And what does that mean? And what are the expectations? And it, it, it takes away so much fear if we're just friends. And what it also does is that now it leads to the possibility of dating and possibly being something more serious and more substantial because we're just friends. Sometimes I like that, that you said that. Friends. They got to have friends benefits and then it gets complicated because you're supposed to just be friends, you know. Mm-hmm. Right. But again, that goes now. That goes back to that goes back to the that goes back to the decisions. You you can't see 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 see. The problem is is that when you mess around with more than one thing, you confuse your own brain. And when you confuse your own brain, you you you're confused. There's emotional uh, connection. There's no such things as there's no such things as friends with benefits. It's 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 because now we're friends who are lovers. So we're friends and lovers. Right, and it makes and we're you lovers. You can't do that. You can't. And lovers, either you're going to be in a relationship, you know, where you are lovers, you, you're married, or you're just friends and you, you're not being lovers with your friends. No, right. not. like that gets confusing. Yeah, really? and the thing about it is, at the end of the day, is that if you can't decide whether you want to be in a relationship or if you just want to be friends, the safe place to go is to be friends because. Once you're friends and you get to, you know, you're in the friend zone and you're talking, you're vibing, and you're chilling and all of that, that is a path that can lead to romance. It can. It can. That friends with benefits doesn't do because you're just being horny and, and just want to, you know, get right. it on. Right. And that's not going to take you anywhere because that's not real love. Right. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Super, super good. I love it. I love it, guys. All right. Sherry, Queen Sherry, what you got? Well, um, my, I'm going to put, like David, the last one first. The pitfalls of relationships and how to avoid them. Mm. One of the things is don't do the friends with benefits thing. Don't do it. That's too yeah. intimate. Complicated. You can be intimate without having sex. And I don't mean going to first base, going to second base, going to third base, like like kids would would talk about. We're talking about getting to know somebody, asking innocent questions like, you know, what's your favorite color? You know, what do you like? You know, (laughs) it's so simple without having to be ridiculously complicated. Right. You know. You know what? what? One of the one of the pitfalls, and you and you and you just said it. You know, because when you say things, when we hear things like simple and what's your favorite color, we think simple. And when we think simple, we think basic and basic, we think elementary. But those things are powerful. They are. Because, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because what it's really saying is I'm into you and I'm interested in what you like. Yeah. That way, that way I can do what you like. Mm-hmm. And the same vice versa. Yeah. And you can't go wrong when you ask questions like that, because then if you're, you know, if you're looking to ultimately get in a meaningful relationship, but you start off as friends, surprise your friend. Remember Mm. their birthdays, you know, send them some just because, you know, flowers or, or those, um, food bouquets, Mm. you know, stuff like that. Simple it's funny. It'll put a smile on your face. It really does not have to be 
as complicated as people try to make it out to be. Who ever heard of sleeping with somebody on your first date? People people have done that. But you know, what's interesting is we don't do that normally in our society, society, never mind with the opposite sex. Like I had put up a post and asked the question for people to put one word to describe our relationship together. Mm-hmm. So people, or, or something about <coughs> what they're mm-hmm. And they were like, nice and so sweet and kind. Some people said other things like courageous. Uh, I can't think of some of the other things, but that's somebody who's watching a little closer at me. Right. They're not mm-hmm. looking at the surface stuff. Oh, nice smile, all that. Some people put words that said to me, they're looking at me a little bit closer. And so that's what we should do in general. We don't pay people no mind. Yeah. We're not observant of who they really are and try to get to know them, you know, so that you can surprise them because you know what they like. Mm-hmm. You don't know what they like and you're not, well, I don't know. That's like someone who just, you know, they... Here's some money for your birthday. Of course, we'd like some money, but if you get a special gift and you say, oh my gosh, look at this. Wow. Mm-hmm. Be smiling for a week. <laughs> I like that, and here it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we need to do that in general. That's all. Mm-hmm. What else you got so, there, Cherie? <laughs> so that takes me into do you know who you are? Ooh. That is so important because if you don't know who you are, how in the world can you expect somebody else to get to know you? Hey. Bingo. You can't. You know, you have to spend time with yourself. Take yourself out on a date. Hello. Okay. And just say, hey, you know what? I think I will go to, um, you know, the closest uh, seafood restaurant. Let me go to Legal's today. Hey. You know, I have a couple of extra dollars. Let me go get what I like. Dress up. You know, wear wear your best pumps. Hmm. You know, favorite dress. Take yourself out. You know. And what that what that does what that does is it teaches you to appreciate you and for you to really really be in tune with who you are. Most people aren't in tune with who they are and with what they want. And so as a result, now they can't communicate to the one that they supposedly love to say, this is who I am and this is what I am. Like a lot of people, they don't even know their love language or their personality type. That's That's exhausting. Yeah, it is. That that matter of fact, that information wasn't out when I was dating. (laughs) (laughs) Right. (laughs) So it's good to have that knowledge. But, but, but isn't it, but, but isn't it, isn't it interesting though, how we're in the information age and we're getting worse as a people? Yeah. Yeah. Because we aren't dealing with the basic question. What'd you say? That's a podcast right there. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I'm not going to do that one. All right, what you got, Queen Cherry? Was that it? Was that three? Uh, no, I got, can we talk? Yeah, okay. Can we so, talk? you know, you can avoid the pitfalls of relationships and you can discover who you are by saying, can we talk? Hey. Yes. So sometimes you got to talk to yourself, look in the mirror and say, okay, Sherry, what are you feeling like today? You know, but once you have discovered who you are, 
then you can put your best foot forward and then other people would like to approach you. Mm. You know, you, you know, you, you know, the right type of person that you would want to attract. You want to attract somebody who has a brain and are thinking literally <laughs> with this part. Derek, they don't have a brain. I don't think I can. They can't talk. They're not the Exactly. They're not the scarecrow. You know? They're thinking. You know, they they have their thinking cap on. You should have yours on as well. You don't want to sit there and be, for lack of a better term, flighty. You know, or not taken seriously. You know, be an adult. You know, don't be a child. You know, I've been told by some people at your age, you know, I have a tendency to um, attract young people in terms of, you know, what I say to them. I might say some, you know, slang words that they understand, you know, that somebody in our age group may not. It's like, wait, what do you mean? What's that? <laughs> yeah, they say at your age, not your shoe size. But I was mm -hmm. thinking about talking like even uh, I think David had mentioned nobody want to talk. I want to text. Like, can we talk in, in, in person? Yeah. Yeah. I can yeah. see your body language because you get, you know, it can be taken another way when you talk through text. Right. You know? But it's yes. body language because we're in person. That's a whole nother ball game right there. Yep. And then, you know, in, a, in addition to our conversations will go much better if you have real conversation with yourself. This is true. Most most people don't have real talk with themselves. Like, so I heard a quote that said, the first person a liar lies to is themselves. That way it's easier to lie to others. And that's true. Because mm, all conversations start with yourself. That's, that's right. good. That's good right there. That's good right there. Wow. Wow, those were some awesome, awesome podcasts. And if you haven't heard them, you need to get on over to YouTube or listen to them on Spotify or Anchor. Uh, and we welcome your comments. Um, your, uh, you know, if you have questions for us, feel free to ask them and we will get back to you. But uh, we're going to start a new series of, of episodes. Uh, with the theme entitled Mindset Differences. So we'll be talking about the mindset differences and how it affects our world on topics like infidelity and, and affairs, uh, the physical and emotional aspect, uh, boredom in relationships. And sometimes we got to do like David says, snap out of it. <laughs> Uh, there's unrealistic expectations, you know, sometimes people are dreamers, sometimes people are analytical thinkers, and there's certain expectations that come with that mindset. We'll also be going into uh, mental health, uh, body, mind, soul, uh, and feeling unsupported. Um, and you have to ask yourself, is it really that I'm unsupported? Is this real or am I imagining that I'm unsupported and I'm just lazy and don't do nothing? Mm -hmm. So we'll be talking about things like that and addictive behavior. Uh, what is it that you can't live without? 
And how can you make positive change when you have addictive behavior that will help your relationship? So we want you to look out for those podcasts that will be coming up. But meanwhile, we want you to check out the ones that are there. And we also want to make you aware of our life coaching and mentoring programs that we offer with the King and Two Queens. Uh, We each have programs that we're offering and you can check us out on our website, um, akingandtwoqueens.com. And that's spelled a king, uh, the letter N and the number two. Uh, queens.com so check out our website we have all kinds of things on there we, you, you can even shop on there we got some things that you might be interested in checking out uh, but I am offering two uh, programs life coaching and mentoring I'm leading up to the first one is called the 30-day jump start um, and it's a life coaching program it's designed to help anyone to restart, reboot, revisit your life path um, and set some realistic short-term goals um, that you can achieve within the 30 days. Um, So it's an intensive program of accountability um, to help you to get some fast results. If you're a procrastinator, um, this program is really good for you. So, Um, You'll go through a series of customized exercises designed to help you think and take action to meet your short-term goals quickly. The second program is called the Relationship Management Program. It's a mentoring program. And that one is for someone who's presently in or recently got out of an unhealthy relationship, a toxic relationship, and they need support. And we can be as discreet as you need to be so you can get that support. That's a three to six month mentoring program um, to help you identify stressors, adjust your mindset and create a new normal um, that will help you better manage uh, difficult relationships. So both programs, they're virtual meetings. Um, They'll meet one hour a week uh, and you can get started by taking first steps to our website and clicking on the coaching tab at the top right. That will take you to an intake questionnaire to get you started. So I'm going to turn it on over to the king and then the queen to share about their programs before we end. Thank you, Karen. Love your programs. Um, So um, I'm David Carruthers. I am uh, doing the king's coaching. So what the king's coaching is about, it's, it's life coaching. Um, that affects spiritually, emotionally, and financially. They're all connected. My big uh, assignment, my big theme is identification. You have to identify that which is wrong, that which is challenging, that which which you're having uh, trouble with. Again, I say it all the time. You don't get in trouble because you're pretty or because you have a six-pack. You get in trouble because maybe you have a bad attitude or because you're not dealing with fear correctly. Um, so you want to identify that and then you want to really, and when I say identify it, I mean really break down the steps. Here's why. If you don't, you're going to repeat it. And so the goal is, the goal is to say, oh, I didn't know that I was thinking like that. Now I got you and you're not going to do it again. Okay. Here's why. Um, you know, I heard this quote. It says, the problem in life is not that we think too high and miss it. 
but rather that we think too low and hit it. There's greatness. Really, there's greatness in you. It's in all of us. But most people kill their own greatness and they don't even know how or why that they're doing it. So what I do, I show you what you're doing and then I show you the great things that are already inside of you. You are, Because you want to identify that which you're already doing, that which is well. You want to maximize that. Because that's where your money is, that's where your peace is, that's where your joy is, and you want to maximize it. So that's the King's Coaching on a King and Two Queens dot um, com. And uh, thank you in advance. Okay, excellent, excellent, David. Thank you, Sherry. Hi, I am Coach Sherry, otherwise known as Sherry McIntosh, and I am honored to um, introduce my life coach program called Daddy's Little Girl. This is a program that specifically deals with women who have daddy issues. Now, when you either don't have a relationship with your father or a bad relationship with your dad, that affects every single relationship that you have. And not just, you know, dating and marriage, but relationship with other people because it just, you know, it makes it hard for you to trust because you've been hurt, you've been disappointed. So um, I speak from experience. And if I were me, <laughs> I would take this program. But, the <laughs> but seriously, <laughs> seriously though, um, it is a life changing program because it helps you to be able to deal with those issues one by one. And you'll set yourself on a path to healing and wholeness so that you have a brand new day to look at. So if you are interested, please um, fill out the questionnaire on our website, thekingandtwoqueens.com. Excellent. Excellent. All right. Okay. We're going to say so long to now. and We'll be talking to you real, real soon. And until then, check out our podcast. Uh, and send us some comments, send us some feedback. We welcome it. Okay, so long for Thank now. You. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>